Uh, you see this one here? This, this isn't actually my Bible. This is just my preaching notes for today. So, <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to kick off with a uh, little story about a bull. Just get this open. Okay. <clears throat> now, you know, uh, I'm not talking about a bull. I'm talking about a bull. Uh, there was a bull, uh, and he was in a pasture. <clears throat> and uh, this pasture, the grass, you know, came up to knee height. This is a good pasture. Uh, and in the field with the bull, there was six cows. Okay? And there's a fence all the way around the pasture. And all this cow had, all this bull had to do <coughs> was uh, eat the grass and uh, service the cows. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so, but this bull, do you know what? He was the type of bull <laughs> that he could see over into this other pasture. And there was three cows in this other pasture. And, at, and he spent all his time at the fence looking at these other, cow, these other cows in this other field. Just looking at them. Thinking, oh, I wish I could be over there. And he spent no time focusing on the cows that were in his field. And, and one day he said, I've just, oh, just had two. I've, I just can't cope anymore. I just don't like where I am. I, I, just, I need to get into those fields with those other cows in that other pasture. Uh, you, you know, the grass there looks better and the cows look better. And uh, this was one of those, you know, those, those fences with that barbed wire all along the top like that. And, uh, and so what he did is he backed up, he backed up, he got himself a good run up in this ball and he, and he ran and he, and he jumped over. And he, and he cut up all the underside of his belly on the barbed wire as he jumped out. And he got over and he, he rolled around in the field. And, and uh, he, he got himself up. And, um, <clears throat> and, and, he, and he cancelled off and he ran towards the cows. Uh, and they finally got there and <clears throat> realised they were bulls. <laughs> and this is something I want to talk, talk about today. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Okay, you know that expression? I just want to um, I, I talk today. I, you know, God's been speaking to me. Um, you know, we've got to live in the place that we are in. Uh, and we've got, to, we've got to be present with the people we're with. Uh, and, and there can be a sense sometimes, I don't know with you, where you can just be off in the clouds. You know, the last place I want to be is where I am. And the last life that I want to have is the one that I've got. And, and God, you know, wants to speak into your life this morning, I'm sure. Uh, and hopefully I'll do him justice. The place that God has put you and the people that God has put you with is exactly where you need to be. You don't need to be anywhere else. God has got a life for you. He's got a future for you. And he's got things for you to do. And things that only you can do. This was uh, my realisation. You have been anointed and appointed for the place that you're in. Not for some other place. 
You know, we can look at other people's lives and we can say, well, if I just, if I just had what he's got, then it would be all right. If I just, um, you know, if I was just a bit taller, if I was just a bit better looking, then it, then I'd be all right. And you're looking at that and standing still and not moving forward with what God has for you. Um, <clears throat> Now, I just, um, I just want to share with you, there's so much life and there's so much goodness and there's so much joy right in the place you're in, right with the people you're with. And sometimes we miss it. We can miss it completely because we've got our, our, our eyes on something else. Uh, and the Lord wants to encourage you this morning to be present, to focus on him and not on focus on other things. Focus on the people he's given you. And there'll be joy in it. Um, <clears throat> I've been reading the book of Proverbs. Uh, you can turn to it if you want. Um, <clears throat> see if I can find it. Proverbs, there we go. Before Isaiah, just, just before halfway. Um, <clears throat> and Proverbs is one of those books which is it's really interesting, you know. But it's hard to get any sort of theme out of it. Um, <clears throat> Proverbs is uh, a book of wise sayings um, that are written to uh, different people. Uh, King Solomon wrote a lot of the um, Proverbs. And he wrote them um, to his sons, who were princes. So when you read this context, you've got to understand who he's talking to. He's talking to his sons who are princes who are rich uh, and uh, they're in a, you know, have good opportunity. Uh, and so the first four chapters are just pretty much dedicated to saying, look, wisdom's really important. You've got to be wise. You've got to make wise choices. You know, you've got to seek after wisdom. And it just goes on for one chapter and then another chapter. And four chapters are just saying, look, just be wise. Okay, so the book's about wisdom, so that's what makes sense, right? Then, the most wise thing he wants to lead on after this, we can pick it up in <clears throat> chapter 5. Now, this is the sort of thing, I read this and I was like, I don't know what I can get out of this, but uh, Lord really showed me a few things. It says this, warning against adultery. Um, <clears throat> my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen well to my words of insight, that you may maintain discretion and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of an adulteress drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end she is a bitter gall, sharp and double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths are crooked, but she knows it not. Okay? Uh, and then I kept reading. And he kept reading, and it's just chapters of this stuff. Just saying, you know, and then you read the next chapter, chapter 6, warnings against adultery. 15 verses of it. And then you read chapter 7, 27 verses of it. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, he's just going to keep going with this stuff. What's he on about? Uh, <clears throat> and the, th the conclusion that I came to after just thinking about this quite a lot, I was, in, I was actually in house group on Tuesday and we're having a prayer time. The Lord just showed me, you know, 
sometimes, you know, life can be uh, tough. Uh, and, and in your relationship, you can feel like, you know, <laughs> it's not very great. <laughs> it's not that good. Uh, and really what he's encouraging, you know, he's talking to his sons here saying, look, stay away from um, the woman who isn't your wife. That's what he's saying. Stay away from this unreality. And for me, I was a bit like, okay, well, you know, I don't have a massive problem with uh, running after other people's wives. <laughs> you know, women in the church, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not coming after you. Um, <coughs> <laughs> But there is a sense where, you know, we can get caught up in just living in an in a, in a unreality. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not doing this justice, but, you know, there's a sense where, oh, things aren't great. But this other person over here, they really like me. You know, I'm having a hard time at home, but this other person says really nice things to me. They actually listen to me. They think, you know, I'm, I'm someone, you know. And, and it says here, doesn't it, look. Uh, for the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey. And, you know, I think uh, we, we can be like, well, I want to be loved. I want to be liked. And it's this, you know, it's just like that ball, you know. The grass is always greener, isn't it? And you can see someone or something and you can think, Oh, if, if I was only over there, it'd be much better. In fact, I'm going to go over there, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about adultery now. I just, I just want you to understand that I'm talking about our lives. You know, workplace. Oh, I hate this job. If only I had that job. You know, family. You know, oh, I don't hang out with my family. Look at their family. They do they do things much, you know, nice. I wish I was with them. And you can spend your whole life just looking out the window, you know, and, and missing all that God has for you. You know, there's real joy in, in sticking and working through things, um, but it's hard. Uh, and I suppose I just want to encourage you this morning that that's where the blessing is in. You know, I, I look, I'm looking back. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not too old, but I'm old enough. And I look back at some of my Facebook friends and things like that. And I've known a long, long time. And do you know what I think? You know, when I got married, my life was tough. I thought it was anyway, because I was an idiot. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, isn't this so difficult being married? You know, she's so selfish. You know, and do you know what she was thinking? I can't believe I'm married to this idiot. He's so selfish, you know. And that's that's just that was just our life to begin with because we we weren't very we weren't very good at it. Um, and um, well, we plodded away at it. And thank you to the Lord who stuck by us, and we stuck by Him. You know, uh, we've worked on our marriage for a long time, 15 years we've been married now, and we worked on it and we worked on it. And uh, and you look and you think, do you know what? actually we've got something really special and you know I might look back and say back then I, I you know I wanted to be anywhere else but but now I look and I think well thank you God I thank you that I, I stuck with what you wanted me to do 
Because when I was a young Christian, you know, like, it was only the fear of the Lord holding me on, you know? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I look back now, and I, I feel like, oh, we built something together. We've got a real closeness together. Um, you know, um, and, and you can't get that any other way. Uh, and by just working through things over a period of time. And, um, <clears throat> but I look at some other, you know, some people at work and things like that, and they've gone through, life's just difficult and a mess. And, you know, there's this and there's that, and there's all these different things going on in their lives and, and um, <clears throat> you know, uh, divorce and things like that, and it's really tough. Uh, and I think, thank you, Lord. You know, thank you, Lord, for keeping me safe. Thank you, Lord, for <laughs> um, <clears throat> giving me a good wife. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's, um, <clears throat> I'm realizing now more and more, you know, God's way is the only way. Amen? God's way is the only way that really, really works, that really, really brings joy. Uh, and it, it's tough. And, and I'm not saying, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying that if you've, you've messed up along the way that there isn't grace for you, that you can't be on God's path. You can. Because God's way is a way of redemption. And you can be, you can be on God's path today despite any problems you've had. And I want to encourage you in that. Um, I'm just going to read a few things that I've written. I'm just going to, we're going to turn to our next story. Um, Matthew 25. We turn to Matthew 25. We're going we're gonna to read a little bit. Uh, and I suppose what, what I want to encourage you is that we're all in different situations, Right? Every one of us is in a different situation um, and come from a different background, different family, different way of thinking, got different skills and abilities. Um, and yet, sometimes life can feel so unfair. I don't know. Uh, and it can feel like, well, if I had their opportunities, um, then maybe things would be better. Um, <clears throat> and I just want us to read through this story. Um, we're going to start in verse 14. Um, <clears throat> the parable of the bags of gold. And Jesus says, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted the wealth to them. Uh, to one he gave five bags of gold, and to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more bags. Uh, but the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground uh, and hid his master's money. Um, <clears throat> after a long time, the master of the two servants returned and settled the accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold bought the, the other five. Uh, master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, you good and faithful servant. 
You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share the master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrust me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you, you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest, harvest uh, where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it at once to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has been given more, uh, they will receive they will have an abundance. Uh, whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Uh, and throw the worst of servant outside into the darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, now, <laughs> it's quite a harsh story in some ways. It's not... <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just want to encourage you. Throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's pretty harsh, but that's not today. You know, Jesus is here. He loves us. And while you're still here on this earth, you have a chance to turn, round th turn things round, uh, to change your life, uh, to come into the fullness of everything that God has for you, to receive salvation, and to be full of joy and peace while you're still here. But that door does close eventually. And I just, you know, I just want to make that clear to you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but anyway, let's go back up to the start of the story. Because it says this. To one he gave five bags of gold. To another he gave two bags of gold. And to the other one he gave one bag. That's not fair, is it? <laughs> and this guy who's got one bag of gold, he's... Uh, well, if I had five bags of gold, maybe I could do something good. You've only given me one. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm just, it's not fair, so I'm not doing anything. You know, we can be like that. We can say, so bothered about what everybody else has got that we're missing the fact that we've just been given something. We've been given this bag of gold. And I want to encourage you, don't look at what God's given other people, but be grateful and thankful for what he's given you. Um, it says, each according to his ability. Maybe if you've got five bags, you wouldn't handle it so well. You know, this is what I think. You know, there's some of us, and we might look at somebody else's life, and you might say, oh, do you know what? Well, they're really intelligent, and they've got a really, really good job. And, um, <clears throat> I, you know, my, my family background's been tough. But I want to tell you this. If you put that other person in, in, in your situation... They might, not, they, they might not have coped with your family situation. They might have been completely in a mess. And do you know what? If you had what they've got, you might let it all go to your head and messed it up anyway. You know, God has put you 
right where you need to be. Not too much, not, not too little. You are in the situation that God needs you to be in so that you can find him and so you can know him. You have the best opportunity for your personality right where you are. And sometimes that can be hard to take. On the face of it, this story can, can feel like it's about laziness. But I, I want to encourage you, there's, there's more. I think it's a story of paralysis. This guy was, what did he do? Oh, I've got something. Oh, I don't know what to do with it. Bury it. Why did he do that? I think a lack of confidence, maybe. I don't know if I'm any good. I don't know if I can do this. Um, <clears throat> you know what you can be living in? You can be living in the what might have been. We could be living in yesterday. Well, if I had been given five bags, that's the might have been, isn't it? Well, if my life had worked, come differently, then maybe I could do something. But I can't do anything. We can be living in the, fu- in the future. Well, if I, if I mess up with this one bag, then what's going to happen to me? The reality is, I think if he took that one bag and he made a bad investment and lost the bag, I think the master would have probably have said, well, at least you've learned something. But because he was not willing to do anything with what God had given him, he lost it. Uh, and, and I suppose I want to encourage you. How, one, how can I build confidence? Yeah, some people are naturally quite confident, aren't they? You might look at someone like Tim and think, oh, he's quite naturally confident. And you might think, oh, I've got, I don't have that much confidence. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, the more you get to know God, the more quiet confidence you get. Because you're secure in him. And I, I would say, if you're lacking confidence, invest in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Spend time with him. Spend time in his word. And confidence will come as you know you're loved. You know, it's great. Don't you love it when you see your kids and, and they're well confident, aren't they? <laughs> you know, and as you, you're loving your kids and you say to them, oh, come on, try this. And some, are, some kids are, oh, I don't think I can do it. And there's other ones, I can do that easily. That's, my, my, that's what my son says. I can easily do that, Dad. All oh, right, where do you get that confidence from? And you realise you've been telling them that they're the best things since sliced bread, since they've been born. No wonder they've got so much confidence. They've been spending time with you, the father. Uh, and I just encourage you, that's, that's, that's God's heart, you know. So if you're lacking confidence, spend time with him. And then you can move out based on your relationship with him. You know, it's all right to try things if you know you've got a safety net. What's your safety net? God is your safety net. You can fall back on him when things go wrong. You know, and they will go wrong. Do you know, you are going to try things and make a bad investment. I made loads of bad investments. Once bought a holiday from someone who called up to Disneyland. That's £500 I never saw again. Yeah, mistakes. We make mistakes. But I learned from it. You know, I, I just, you know, you know, we can be like, well, I wish I was. Fur- I feel like I I should be further along than I am right now. Which I, you know, my peers are a bit further along. 
and uh, and that's hard to take. And so I feel like I'm not going to try because I don't want to mess up in front of everybody. Um, I just I want to take this verse, Zechariah 4:10. It says, "Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand." It's not a plumb line anymore. I think we've got laser measurers or whatever it is. But the Lord loves it. If you're trying something new, you're getting out there and you're doing what God's asked you to do, whether it's a little thing or a big thing, he loves it. He wants you to step out in faith. Uh, And uh, I just want to encourage you to do that. If God's given you a talent or ability, or he's given you a heart for something, go for it. Go mess up. So what? Or go and move into what God's got for you. You know? But if you do mess up, you'll learn something. So I just want to encourage you. You've got something on your heart. Right, come and go and see Tim or myself or if it's church related. Or, you know, you want to go for, a, go for something. Go for it. Because God loves you. Uh, he's a loving father. We've been singing about it all morning. How much he loves us and how much he's here for us and, and he cares about us. Well, go for it. You know, there's so much in God that he, that he has for you that you're not tapped into yet because you won't try. You know, that one who got five bags, he's now got ten. And he's thinking, oh, what can I do with ten? You know, your confidence will build as you step out in God, as you try things with God. And take one day at a time. You know, just say, well, today, God, I'm going to do this. You know, and just build one day at a time. Don't try and think too big. We can, we can always be stuck with the future. Well, I'm never going to make it. It's not about that. It's about the journey. You know, the Lord's with you. Uh, <clears throat> I just want to finish by challenging you. Have you stopped moving forward in your relationships? That's a big challenge, I think. In your marriage, with your kids, with your work colleagues, those around you in the church, those around your neighbours. Are you moving forward in your relationships with them? Or are you staring out the window, trying to jump the barbed wire fence? Or are you saying, well, these are, these are my people. These are the people that God's given me. I didn't choose them necessarily. Some of them you get to choose. Some of them you don't. You don't get to choose your family. A lot of the times you take a job, you don't get to decide who else works there. But God has put those people in your path for a reason. And you've got the ability to affect their lives. Uh, And... I want to I wanna challenge you. Are you moving forward in your relationship with those people? Or are you just can't wait to see the back of them? Because you're missing an opportunity. And you might think, oh, well, my life would be better if they've gone. But maybe God's got something in it for you. Maybe you'll find joy in that place. You know, I was thinking about this. You, you see this... And, and, and you, you might spot it a little bit. You might do it a lot. I do it sometimes. It can be lost in another world, in, in unreality, 
alternative reality. That's the phrase I like. Mobile phone. Is it, you ever been in a room with someone, but they're not really in the room? Talk to them. Uh, yeah. Don't even say anything for like 20 seconds. Sometimes I have a conversation with my wife, and then I'll do her answers as well, and she don't realise, because she's just playing something on her phone. I find it quite entertaining. She gets annoyed with me. Um, <coughs> but there can be a sense, can't there? And I think men are, men fall foul of this one, maybe more than women. Maybe I'm wrong. They just zone out. You know, they always got to go toilet, sitting in there on their phones, just playing away. Not in the room. They're not in the room. It looks like they're in the room, but they're not in the room. They're in a, in a place of unreality. Because unreality you can control. You know, in unreality, I'm the champion on level 463. I'm getting joy out of my phone. And I've, I've wasted all my positive energy on my phone and forgot about my wife. You know? Yeah, I'll be up in a minute, darling. Watching all sorts on telly. Getting your joy out of that. You should have been upstairs, mate. They're moaning about things aren't great. I just, I just, I suppose I'm just encouraging. Engage in what's right in front of you. That's what Jesus did. And you look through your Bible, and Jesus was right there in the moment, always. He wasn't trying to be somewhere else. And there were people coming left, right, and he, he would give them focus, full focus. And I love that about Jesus. Uh, and I encourage us to be like that because the joy is there. You know, I think there's a really big misconception that you will find joy when you, you know, um, when you really focus on yourself. Well, that's not what it says in my Bible. But that's the way the world is. And we've got, we've got to come out of that. You'll find joy when you really focus on the Lord and then you focus on other people. You will find joy. And I just want to leave you with one, one other encouragement on worship and praise. Worship and praise is so important because for a few moments, what we are doing is we're taking our eyes off of ourselves and we're looking at the Lord. And we're saying, Lord, you're great. And if, if, if you have lost your joy, you have lost your peace, I want to encourage you, just praise the Lord for anything. That might sound odd. Be like, my eyeballs work. Some other people's don't. My legs work. Thank you, Lord. I've got a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord. My kids are, uh, you know, haven't been hit by a bus today. Thank you, Lord. You know? I've got a job. Thank you, Lord. My money, I, you know, I'm not in my overdraft this week. Thank you, Lord. And as you do that, and you, you find out, and then you think, oh, well, God is good. He really is looking after me. Oh, I'm going on holiday this year. Thank you, Lord. You saved me when I wasn't worth saving. Thank you, Lord. I was on the wrong path and you moved me on the right path. Thank you, Lord. And all of a sudden, it'll build up in your heart. And you think, hang on a minute. I've got a smile on my face. Hang on a minute. I feel really happy. And all this time, I haven't really been, I've been thanking the Lord for what he's done. And, and if you do that, you'll be the one who's filled with joy. I just, 
That's an additional thought, but it helps us. You know, instead of looking out the window, look at what God's already done for you. Amen? All right, well, I think it might be nice if we could just have a few moments or we can just talk to the Lord.